Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Five retirement rules of thumb. Thanks, Michael. I tried to come up with the most clickbaity headline I possibly could here. <laughs> no. no, what I actually thought was uh, sometimes in our podcast we often talk about uh, it tends to be that you, t- you come up with topics that are fairly involved and fairly detailed, and mm. I come up with very conceptual, very airy-fairy sort of ideas that we then debate for 20 minutes. Sometimes what happens is the more detailed ones aren't necessarily relevant for everyone, and the more conceptual ones, there's no real concrete takeaway a lot of the times. So, well, I like we, this one. You like this one? Before you've even got into it, I like it. Well, well people, people can be listening and they can be sitting there with a, yeah. an envelope yeah. and they can be writing down yeah. figures on the back of an envelope. Yep. Yeah. And they'll be able to. They'll be actually able to work out. Yep. Um, they'll be able to do a lot of good work in yep. the, in uh, on that back of an envelope and just with is, a pen and paper. This is just in you reading my notes. This is without me <laughs> actually explaining anything. Yeah. So you're exactly right, Michael. This is what I want to do here. Is here's five retirement rules of thumb that should tell you by the end of this 15 minute podcast exactly how much money you will need to retire in 10 years time and. Uh, where you are on track and what you need to do mm. to make up that shortfall. So I'm pretty much trying to do myself out of a job here in the space of a 15-minute podcast, but let's see how we go. So mm. what I want to work through each of the and like you said, the theory here is that if you're following along and you've got an envelope in front of you, you should be able to do each of these um, each of these numbers um, just off the top of your head. We'll, we'll get a, a rough approximation. So the first rule of thumb here, your income that you need in retirement is probably going to be your current income less your loan repayments. Now, I've talked about this a fair bit uh, in in more detailed podcasts which about why why I basically don't ever do budgets with people anymore because I just got sick of being lied to. So people who spend $150,000 a year now will sit there and tell me that they're going to spend $60,000 a year in retirement. Mm. So what I mean here is that if uh, if you're a, a couple uh, and you currently take home somewhere around hundred thousand dollars a year, for example, one of you takes home sixty, one takes home forty. You go, okay, our current income, net income, is hundred thousand dollars per year, and we've got home loan repayments of thirty thousand dollars per year. What that tells me, assuming that you're not saving money, which most people don't, to be real, mm-hmm. you're probably spending about seventy thousand dollars per year at the moment. Now, the best single predictor that I've found of what you will spend in retirement is what you spend now. If you spend $70,000 a year now, separate to your to your mortgage repayments, that's probably about what you're going to spend in retirement. Um, and again, you can go back to the previous podcast, we've talked about this in more detail, but invariably what happens is some of your expenses will drop a little bit. You might go back to one car instead of two, or some of your work-related expenses will, will stop. But some of your other expenses will go up. You'll have more time to, you know, go and do things socially. Yep. You'll you'll probably want to travel more, that sort of thing. So that's the first rule of thumb is to work out what you probably need roughly as income in retirement. Take your current net income, remove any loan repayments. Mm-hmm. That figure that you've got left over is probably what you'll need. 
in retirement. Yeah, look, agreed. And these rules of thumb can also be enhanced. If you're sitting there thinking, yeah, that's me, but we want to do ten years, a lot 10 of travel, a year worth of travel, or, then you yeah. just add that on. Yeah. So you, you you make that addition or subtraction. Yeah, you'd, you'd hardly ever be making subtractions. No, that's right. <laughs> you'd be true. making additions yep. to that. So and, and that's exactly right. It, it's it's again one of those things where you go as you think about it more. It's really to start a conversation as well. Is that yep. what are the main thing with this rule of thumb is? Don't kid yourself for a minute. If you're currently spending one hundred and twenty thousand dollars per year. You're not going to spend sixty thousand in no, retirement. No, no, it's un, it's unrealistic. Yep. And so um, I've re- had all sorts of justifications <laughs> given to, to me as to happen. why that someone could well, halve their yeah. things. Like, oh, you know, we'll have more time to go and search out the specials. Well, for- you know, what's funny is <laughs> because then, and this is why we've touched on this this rule of thumb is that if someone who's currently spending one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year says, "When I retire, I'm going to spend sixty. If I then said to them, "Well, why don't you spend sixty now and put sixty into super?" They go, "Oh no, I don't want to do that." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably where we're going to be at. So, 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 so number one, yep. your current income, yep. your current net income, so your after-tax income, less your loan repayments, is about what income you can you yep. can assume. Yes, you can assume is what you're going to need to spend if you're retired right now. Yeah. Now, the reason I've stripped out those loan repayments, and this is again to keep things very rough, is what I've just assumed is that if you're going to retire in ten years' time, you're probably paying, you, you know. You're probably say you're 50 now, and you've you've ha- you've had your home for 20 years. You're probably due to have that paid off close to around your retirement. So, if what you're paying off your loan is about to, is going to have you on track to have that paid off in 10 years' time, or when you retire, you can kind of strip that out because the loan mm. repayments will cease at that point in time. Now, I won't even go into it because it's not a rule of thumb. If we then have to work out all sorts of other calculations about paying it off before or after all the rest of it, mm. but. That gives me roughly your your income that you that you need in today's dollars. So the second rule of thumb is if we assume that you're going to retire in ten years' time, now we have to pick a figure for what we think inflation will do and how much more expensive things will be over that ten years. Now, to be conservative, what I normally allow for here is uh, inflation at a slightly higher level. So what we do is we take your income needed in today's dollars, uh, we times that by 1.35. That gives me the effect of inflation over 10 years at 3%. -hmm. So something that costs you a dollar today, in 10 years' time after 3% inflation each year, will cost you a dollar 35 for that same thing. Yep. Um, So to follow through with your example... If your current was $100,000 yep. in the point one, and you're making $30,000 of loan repayments, we assume that you'll pay the loan out mm-hmm. one way or another before you retire, you, therefore it's $70,000. If you're retiring in 10 years, to take account of 3% inflation rate over that period of time, we would multiply $70,000 by 1.35 times. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So we'd be at somewhere in the ballpark of $95,000. Yep. So essentially, essentially, rule of thumb number two is that is that um, multiply, if you're retired now, by yep. 1.35 times, it'll give you what you need to to be drawing as an income to buy you only what yes 
seventy thousand dollars buys you now, yep. you'll need to be you'll need to be drawing ninety five thousand dollars. That's right. There's a bit of fat build into that. Yeah. Because the RBA is we know that inflation we just did a podcast hasn't recently hasn't been where inflation has been one point six percent or one point seven percent. Yeah. Um, over the last 13 or so years since the bottom of a global financial crisis. Yeah. So so it's well, been running at lower than 3%, but it's good to build in a bit of fat. Well, that's right. It, it's like anything, whenever we're, whenever we're looking at these figures that are in the future and kind of unknowable at this point in time, I'm reminded of my father, the manual arts teacher's wise words of better to be looking at it than looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather allow that we need more than what we, than what we really will need in 10 years' time. But... So yeah, those those give you a rough. I, I can do them off the top of my head. So if you want about sixty thousand a year in today's dollars, so again, if you're earning ninety thousand dollars and you're spending thirty thousand dollars on mortgage repayments and you've got sixty thousand left over, and you said that's probably about what I need in retirement. Sixty times that one point three five puts you at around eighty thousand uh, dollars in ten years' time. So that that then tells me as we're working through this, we've firstly worked out roughly what will I need in retirement in today's dollars. The second one tells me what will I need in future dollars. So mm-hmm. what what amount of nominal dollars will I need each year to give me the lifestyle that I that I currently want. Mm-hmm. So um, again to use that figure if it's sixty thousand um, if we times that by one point three it's roughly eighty thousand dollars per year. So in that first year of retirement you will probably need to draw out somewhere around eighty thousand dollars a year to live the lifestyle that you want. <coughs> Now, the third rule of thumb there, this now tells us the roughly the total figure or the retirement savings target that you would need to be able to safely draw that level of income forever and a day. Now, again, ASIC, if you're listening to this, don't sue me, this isn't a, a guaranteed figure, but as a rule of thumb, you would want at least 20 times that first year's income. So in that example, if we'd said you're going to draw $80,000 out in that first year of retirement, you probably want $1.6 million in total retirement savings. Now, as I said, that's a complete rule of thumb. It depends on how certain you are of the income that you need to draw. Well, it depends all on- All those sorts of things. It depends on a lot of things. Yeah. One of which is where that money actually sits and what's it in- Yes. It's invested into. Yep. Because if it's invested into bonds and term deposits, yep. it's not uh, going to be gonna enough. You're going to through that money We're very, very about quickly. 50 times at first year's income. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, go back and listen to the shocking risk of term deposits yep. podcast that we've done recently yep. um, to, to look at the difference, say, 1.6. I mean, what I'm talking about there, if you manage to accumulate $1.6 million with that rule of thumb, I need $80,000 in this example. Mm-hmm. In 10 years' time, I need to draw $80,000 of income. Um, I therefore need 20 as a, as a again, it's, it's, it's called the rules of thumb, so it's all rules of thumb. I need at least 20 times that amount, so yeah. I need 1.6 million. Yeah. That, that 1.6 million is useless if it's sat in um, the current term deposit and bond rates of return, which are under 1% per year. Yes. Um, yeah. Even if I'm getting one percent, and I wouldn't be yep. at this point in time. Yeah. My, my one point six million dollars only earning sixteen and I'm drawing eighty. Yeah. And I'm drawing eighty thousand now. I'm going to run that out really, really quickly. That's a great point. So, so it has to actually be, yeah, worked. Yes. Hard enough for you. Yep. 
and at that point in time, we're we're, we're talking. We're not yet at that decision. We're just talking about yep. getting to that per, that yes. point in time. Yeah, but that's that's a great point. And it ties into the, the the next rule of thumb here, which is that one of the key drivers of each of these rules of thumb is how that money is is invested inside your superannuation fund and, and in your pension account when you then retired. But um, we assuming that we are trying to grow this as much as possible, and that we've got the you know, and, and we've got a significant portion of our retirement savings invested in the biggest and best companies in Australia and around the world. That's that's a good rule of thumb. Is that we need about twenty times that first year's income, as mm. you just said, Michael. If if someone said to me, "I'm retiring now, but I don't want any money invested in in companies because I think they're too risky," well, I'd be saying you're going to need far more money, or you're going to need to draw. Uh, a lot less in retirement. Yep. So this is assuming that you are able to have the vast majority of that money invested in companies in Australia and around the world. So before you get to point four, let's yep. do a mid-podcast wrap-up. Mid-podcast. Because people, remember, people have got a pen and paper here in the back of them. So, so <laughs> no, they're, they're driving along going, what's this like banging what's on? It, what's he talking about? <laughs> so, uh, so point number one. Yep. So the current income that you're current, the, the current income that you're earning, sorry, yep. Um, as a family unit, yep. husband and wife, or a single person if you're single, yep. is um, less the loan repayments is the income that you're probably going to need in retirement. So, so to give you that, that example of if, yep. if a couple's earning combined $90,000 per year and their mortgage repayments are $30,000 per year, the current income uh, of, of that that they're spending at the moment of $60,000 per year is a, is a fair proxy for what I think they will probably spend Yep. In retirement. So that's rule of thumb number one is that let's assume in this example, continue on with the same one, let's assume that that figure uh, for, for one household is $60,000 per year. Yep. So point two, uh, to account for inflation over the next 10 years and if that inflation is going to run at 3% yep. with a little bit of fat built into it because it's run at less than that mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. Yeah. You would multiply by one point three five times the first figure, so sixty thousand dollars times one point three five puts it somewhere around eighty. Somewhere around the eighty thousand dollars, and we're we're only we're only looking at ballparks here yep. today because yep. it's the rules of thumb. Yep. Point three is that whatever that figure is, and it's eighty thousand dollars that we've estimated the day that we retire. We want twenty times this, that. This, this person needs eighty thousand dollars of income in that first year. They want to have an account balance or combine account balances in retirement savings of 20 times that figure, which is $1.6 million. Exactly right. Forgetting and not even looking at where we need to invest that. Yeah. So, it, so. It's, it's, it's all ballparks. Uh, it's, it's, all, it's all ballpark information here. They need to get to that figure first. So uh, these three rules of thumb will tell you the figure that most people probably don't know right now, which is how much money will I need in retirement? So if, if you stop listening now or you've, or you've arrived at your destination, you're not driving anymore and there's your one takeaway is that if you just sit down and go through these three figures, that will tell you roughly how much you need when you retire mm. or your mm. retirement savings target. Now, I've, I've continued on here with, with another couple of rules of thumb that tell you uh, roughly where the, the, the fourth rule of thumb is the one that tells you roughly where you're on track to be. So... Your current balance or your, your current uh, amount that you have in superannuation should double roughly in the next 10 years. Now, what goes into that? 
tell is, us. Just tell us. The, this is the rule of seventy-two, Michael. No, so, <laughs> so the. Uh, actually, I'll do a completely separate podcast around this. I, th- I really like this rule of seventy-two, just as a, a very quick test of uh, a smell test of what's feasible. So, if you assume that you get a seven percent rate of return for the next ten years, so if you've got five hundred thousand dollars in superannuation right now, and that money gets a 7% rate of return for the next 10 years, you are going to be on track to have that money double over the next 10 years. So Mm. again, the rule of 72, how that works is you take 72, you divide it by your rate of return, Mm. and that gives you the amount of years before that that money will double. So Mm. I'll go into that in more detail in another podcast, but basically... 7% 7% rate of return is relatively conservative, I would say, for, for what we would sort of normally look at for how, we, how we'd want that work. If we're going to work that money as hard as possible, uh, and we've just done a podcast talking about this, about over a longer time frame, 7% is, is a bit of a worst case for the, the, the greatest companies in Australia and around the world. So if we work on that, I think that's a conservative way to, to think of it is that whatever you've got in superannuation right now, that will double over the next 10 years. Yeah, so what we often see is uh, the investment strategy that people have in their existing superannuation funds, generally speaking, is um, a little bit too conservative for what their goals say they need yep. to return. And we find that the return that they're likely to get is actually less than that 7% rate of return. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what we often see, Dallas, is that is that based on what uh, they're likely to return as a rate of return and after factoring in their employer contributions going in and after subtracting you know, taxes and also insurance premiums, we find that generally speaking when people come to us, if they've got $500,000 in superannuation, they're on track to have that greater or better $1 million with, with all those inputs exactly over the right. next 10 years. Yep. And, um, and, and that leaves most people about $600,000 short. That's exactly right. And that then ties into uh, my fifth rule of thumb. Now, there's all sorts of other things around with that current balance doubling. That's just around money you've got in there working for you. Um, and, and doubling on itself. Now, the fifth rule of thumb I've got here is what do we do about that shortfall? Um, so we've normally calculated for most people that what they actually need in retirement and where they're on track to be, there's a difference there. So as a rule of thumb, for every $100,000 that you are short uh, of your retirement savings target, you will need to give up about $100 per week to bridge that gap. In the hand. In the hand. It? In the hand. In the hand. We've done a podcast on this one. We've done a podcast. The, the give number, up. Number, well, we've done two actually. Okay. We've done number 88. Yep. Which is called turning $100 per week into $100,000. Yep. And number 105 called the give up, get back ratio. Exactly right. So it's a good one to look at um, for a number of reasons because uh, even even ignoring if you're going to be short or not, Hmm. my theory is that everyone has $100 a week around them that they're wasting somehow. Yep. And, And if you look at it that way, yeah, there's a hundred thousand dollars of 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 whatever the shortfall is going to be. Yep. Or if there's not going to be any shortfall, which are which for most yeah. people that's that's not the case. Uh, whatever that shortfall is going to be between where you're on track to be at retirement and where you need to be. Yeah. 
if you start right now and you find $100 per week in the hand and you actually have that go into your superannuation fund, then, um, then rule of thumb, and you invest that correctly, not into the, something that's going to perform at the, in the top percentiles, but just average yep, high diversified, growth, yep. diversified, good quality companies. That hundred dollars a week in the hand that you give up right now turns into about a hundred thousand dollars in yes. ten years' time. Yep. Um, now you, there's tricks to that, of course, and we won't go into all those now. But you know, what you're really putting in is closer to a hundred and fifty dollars yep. a week because you're doing it smartly and claiming it as a tax deduction. And what it turns out, what it turns out to be is it's a reduction in pay of about a hundred dollars per week. Yeah. Uh, there's there's smart tricks to that, but but getting that to to turn into a hundred thousand dollars over mm. a period of ten years is is um, makes a huge difference to people's. That's right, and that scenario. That's the bit that I, I guess I haven't. It's harder to to show as a rule of thumb, which is the effect of your just your employer contributions going in. So, mm. some of your, con- your your employer has to make contributions for some people. If you're not self employed, your employer has to make some contributions. That will also increase. Um, so even if you just wanted to use that also as a rough, very rough rule of thumb, if you if you're earning a thousand dollars per week and your employer is paying nine and a half percent super contributions, there's about a hundred dollars a week going in. Now that's not quite right, and and I won't even go into the detail about that. But that I guess tells me if to go back to the the example there, if if you've got five hundred thousand dollars in super and it doubles over the next ten years. So we know that you're on track for about a million dollars just with your retirement savings growth. We know that you need about $1.6 million. There's a shortfall of $600,000 there. Now, some of that will probably be bridged with employer contributions depending on how much they put in and and all sorts of things there as long as you are an employee and not self-employed or whether you pay yourself a wage, all those kinds of things. But that's the main thing that I want to sort of uh, leave there is that you need to find that $100 per week per $100,000 that you're short, mm. whether it's through your employer contributions or your own giving up net income each each week. It's a very simple one. If you know that you're going to be $600,000 short and your employer's only putting in $200,000 per week, you're going to need to find another four hundred. You are not going to be on track. And mm. that's, that's, I guess, the first smell test there. Now, I've deliberately left this very vague around $100 per week as net versus gross and all the rest of it. But that just tells me, am I on track or am I going to be short? And if I'm going to be short, roughly how much do I need to be adding in to get to where I need to be? So, recapping. So, first, Number one. first three rules of thumb tell me how much money I need at yep. retirement. So, current income, less current net income, so yep. after-tax income for the household – Yep. Less rep- less loan repayments is the income that I'll probably need to spend if I was retired right now. Yep, I need to multiply that point two. I need to multiply that by one point three five to allow for inflation for every ten years. Yep. Um, to allow for inflation, uh, I then point three need whatever that figure is going to be. If it's eighty thousand dollars of income that I need to draw in the first year of my retirement in ten years' time, I'm going to have to multiply that by twenty yep. to get the ballpark of the lump sum of retirement savings that I need, which is $1.6 million. Uh, my current balance will double every 10 years as the rule of 72. Um, this one here, without digressing too much, 
uh, people aren't getting a seven percent rate of return no. because they're getting they're in target dated funds. They've got yeah, insurance yeah. premiums coming yes. out. They've yep. only got employer contributions yep. going in. These, what we usually see for this point four here is is forgetting employer contributions, adding to that balance. Five hundred thousand dollars only turns into one million dollars, even with employer contributions going yep. in over the last ten so, years. Yeah. Of someone's and working on that's, that's one of the big things we talk about is. That's an available resource. You've got that money in your super fund. That really needs to be working as hard as possible. Yes. Every, every dollar that that, that, that's, that, that balance grows by is another dollar that you don't have to contribute in. That's, that you that's don't right. Have to give up to make that happen. And point five, uh, for every $100 a week in the hand that you can give up, yeah. uh, if it's harnessed correctly, that'll turn into roughly about a hundred thousand dollars yeah. over the last ten years of your working life. Yeah. So, so that's I guess where we end up is that if you go through that, as we said in that example, if you're you've you've you need about sixty thousand dollars per year in today's dollars. In ten years' time, that's about eighty thousand dollars per year in future dollars. You need about twenty times that first year's income, which is about one point six. If you've got $500,000 in super at the moment, that's going to grow to around a million. So you need 1.6. You've got a million. You need $600 per week going into super. Now, that can be a combination of your employer contributions or your contributions or something else. However you do that, that's what you're going to need to do to bridge that gap. Dallas, you haven't done yourself out of a job because (laughs) I can can down – you know what I was able to download the other day? That's it. The uh, the training regime of Daly Thompson, the former <laughs> the former decathlon champion from Great Britain in the Olympics. Yeah, and have you have you um, followed that program? Now, now, unless I've got someone someone looking over me and telling me what to do and when to do it and, and what to eat up. and all that sort of stuff, I'm never going to do that. I'm I never thought, I do thought that. you were going to go with Roger Federer has a tennis coach. Well, he does too. <laughs> it's a fact. Roger Federer has a tennis coach. The, the greatest tennis player the world's ever seen. Nah. And he still has a coach, and, that, and that's I think the the point here. Of hopefully, that's left people with some good takeaways to give them a rough idea of what do we really need as a retirement target? Where are we roughly on track to be, and what will we need to do roughly to meet that shortfall? But as I said, for each of these figures, I've tried to make them as concrete as possible. But there's a lot of moving parts within there and there's a lot of uh, variance across different situations and so uh, that's that's I guess the the key there is like I said I don't think I've done myself out of a job either because there is a lot the devil is in the detail with a lot of these things mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully as you said if you're sitting at home and you've got the envelope with scribble all over it now hopefully that's given you a rough idea of 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 your situation and where you're tracking that's a good one thanks for listening and, and again uh, if you if you are a fan of the podcast, which we assume you are if you're listening this deep into uh, this particular episode, if you could please jump on to iTunes and um, just where you play your podcast from and rate us, uh, like I always say, five stars will do. <laughs> Thanks for the- Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.